A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. More people got involved in horseback riding over the pandemic due to the outdoor nature of the sport. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. I talked to Pam Prince of Trident Farm in Deerfield, Wisconsin. They've got 60 horses on their farm where they board, train, and breed horses and also give lessons. And this has been her pandemic experience after the brief shutdown. They saw more interest in horseback riding. Through the pandemic, you know, when everybody shut down, we shut down as well and and that was that was real rough. But when things started to open back up again with masks and whatnot, since we are a more outdoor type activity, we were able to open up a little bit faster than a lot of the other sports for kids and, and adults. So we wound up getting quite a few new riders, whether they were siblings or even some parents decided that this would be a fun activity for them to join in with their kids. So it's actually been our, our business has grown quite a bit through the pandemic. So does that interest then continue? Like when people picked it up, you know, during the lockdowns, are they still doing it today? For the most part, yeah. Um, they've, they've decided that it's really enjoyable. It's a fun activity for, for them to enjoy with their kids. Or, you know, we've had actually quite a few adults that, you know, they always wanted to learn how to ride and decided that this would be a good opportunity for them to start. We've continued with a lot of those students who their interest was spurred by issues stemming from the pandemic. When you had to close down briefly, costs were still there. You still had to take care of your animals and like you can't just stop feeding, you know, your horses. We did um, file for and receive a loan through the the governmental relief programs. And then we've gotten um, two grants through uh, Dane County by local and through the Wisconsin Department of Revenue. Those, those grants and loans kind of kept us afloat, pays expensive no matter what, whether we're teaching or not. So those grants and loans were, were what kept us able to feed the horses until we could open back up. Is your busy season summer or do things kind of die down in the fall? How does that look? Usually we have a little bit of a, a dip in our lessons. Um, just because we teach a lot of small children, and when it's 12 degrees, nobody wants their small children outside. But a lot of our kids have decided that this is, and, and adults too, actually, have decided that this is a thing that they want to pursue and be competitive with, so they'll continue through the winter. Um, we've had quite a few of our clients make the jump in from just lessons and leasing into ownership, so they'll stay, because now they own a horse, they'll, they'll continue riding and showing through the winter as well. Obviously, to own a horse and to take care of a horse requires some space <laughs> and some land. <laughs> yep. So mm-hmm. do you get mostly farm people or do you have some city folks that come out too? Most of our clients actually live in town, whether it's uh, Sun Prairie or Madison or Lake Mills, but most of them don't have land themselves. So we board the horses for them. So they basically pay rent for their horse and then we keep them at our farm and, and feed them and take care of them and We'll, we'll take care of the, the farrier and vet needs for them as well. So it's kind of a full-service situation so they don't have to worry about too much. And that makes it a little bit easier for them as well because they don't have to know the, the minute details that I've learned over 30 years in the horse industry. And if they're a new horse owner, they might not know, is, is this tiny little cut a big deal? Should we call the vet or can we just, you know, wash it and wrap it and treat it? Yeah, I mean, horses are a different animal. <laughs> For me, anyway, <laughs> I grew up raising beef and, and pigs, and 
you know, horses require a lot more attention. So why don't you just give us a little rundown? What does it take to care for a horse? Usually, if everything goes well, all you have, it, it, it's very similar to a dog. They see the vet twice a year for shots and, and what's called a Coggins test for equine infectious anemia. That's required if you go anywhere. It's, it's a really good idea to have it done even if you don't go anywhere. So the vet usually only has to come out twice a year. However, horses are not usually that cooperative. And little cuts and scrapes and dings happen all the time. And it's, it's really important to know which ones are a big deal and need vet intervention and which ones don't. They can also, if they eat too much, unlike a cow that's a ruminant, if a horse overeats, they can get gas or impaction colic, and horses are unable to vomit. So if they eat too much and they get an impaction in their intestinal tract, that's essentially a death sentence. So it's really important to be able to, to identify that kind of thing really quickly and have staff on hand all the time to be able to watch for injuries and colic and, and other major issues. And then you also have barrier care. They need their feet trimmed every six to eight weeks. Um, most of our horses on the farm are barefoot. They don't have horseshoes on. But if they have shoes on, you need to find a good farrier who's capable of putting those on. And even a barefoot trim requires a, a pretty skilled farrier because if you do that wrong, you can make your horse lame. And then they're not terribly useful. You can't ride them. We talked about overeating, but we didn't talk about what they eat. Do you guys purchase their food? Do you grow it? And what is it? What do they eat? What we try to do is feed free choice hay because horses have developed over, you know, their, their evolution to be able or to need to walk and eat about 18 hours a day. So we tend to feed free choice hay, meaning they have hay out all the time. And we feed a mix of grass and alfalfa hay. Some stables prefer just grass. Some of the higher end stables keep their horses in stalls and don't feed as much hay. We'll feed just alfalfa hay to keep the calories up and keep the weight on the horses. But since we're feeding free choice, we do a mix of grass and alfalfa. We like to have the calories and the protein from the alfalfa. And then the grass is just more roughage to keep their gut moving. The, the more you can put through their gut and keep it moving, the better they are. That reduces the incidence of colic by quite a bit. It also will, excuse me, reduce boredom behaviors like cribbing and weaving and wood chewing and things like that that horses tend to do when they're bored. And then all of our horses are on a individually tailored nutrition program. We work with an equine nutritionist out of Columbus and we have set up, we have six different types of grain that have different levels of calories and protein and micronutrients and that kind of thing. So each horse gets checked by the nutritionist usually once or twice a year and we make sure that our feeding program is tailored to each individual horse and they all come in uh, most of our horses live outside that we don't have terribly many of them in stalls so they come in once a day or twice a day depending on what their program is and they come in for their grain and then they go back outside and play with their friends and eat their hay i think it's awesome i 60 horses in one spot that's more than I see ever at like a county fair or anything. So I can imagine it's probably, you probably have to, uh, you know, purchase a lot of feed. Are you looking yeah. at costs right now? I mean, with the droughts going on, what does cost of feed look like? It actually hasn't been too horrible this year. We have a lot of really good local um, hay growers that we work with. And then the grain that we feed is a grain product out of Ohio. So the co our costs have been relatively steady. Obviously, hay for every agricultural operation is, has been going up in the last few years. And, you know, we, we just kind of deal with that cost as well. But we're, we're spending about $2,000 every other week on grain. And hay is thirty to $40,000 a year just to keep these guys fed.
we do have some pasture in the summer, but we still feed hay just because I don't trust my pasture to keep them fed the way I want them fed. It's crazy um, to hear those numbers and when you're not, you know, in farming or those are yeah, some no one pretty big expenses. how expensive it is to keep these guys going. Why should people consider getting into horseback riding? Horseback riding is a fantastic workout. Um, even just coming out to the barn and if you, if, because I know horses can be kind of scary for some people, even just people that come out to the barn and groom and help with horse chores, we call that at our farm Amish CrossFit because it is, it's a great workout. It's outside. It's, you know, getting people active. And then riding itself, we have, we have an instructor at the farm who is equine facilitated learning certified. So we do everything from the people that really want to be competitive and show and get out and, and have a bond with a, with another animal to people who are looking for more of a therapy kind of situation. So horses can be very, very therapeutic just to kind of hang out with them. They can be very relaxing. They can, they can really help people get over some traumas and, and, and deal with mental health issues as well. So they've, helped quite a few people around our farm deal with just life in general. And coming through the pandemic, people have really leaned on their horses quite a bit to help them with all of the mental stress that has come with lockdown and everything else like that. And it, it's really it's really been fun to watch, especially the teenagers and the kids. When they're stressing out with school, they come out and they ride their horse and they leave with a smile instead of a frown. So it's, it's really, really fun for us to see that kind of thing. Can anyone come out and, and visit or just those that, you know, are already registered or have horses? We do do tours for just about anybody. They can come on out and we'll show them around. We have babies and we have some minis that, that people will play with. We do ask that they call first just so that we have someone to be able to, to show people around. And we are appointment only for lessons, but we, we do take new lesson students. And if people are interested in lessons, they're welcome to give me a call and, and we can get them started. That's Pam Prince of Trident Farms in Deerfield. I'm one of those people who gets nervous around horses, but Pam says that's why there's many horses. She's taken them out to hospitals for therapy sessions and says they're good ambassadors for the larger horses. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.